0: RUIN MY CHILDHOOD Welcome to Ruin My Childhood, the podcast where we decide if some things are better left in the past. I'm Kat. I'm Mike. And today we are going to be talking about Roundhouse.
1: Roundhouse is something that I've never seen or heard of or have any recollection of. And the reason we're going to talk about it is I made Katrina watch Pagemaster, which she had never seen before. And I was hoping that she would really like it. And you guys should listen to that episode. And so she picked Roundhouse because she thought that I would like it and she's gonna tell tell me why I'll like it and what's it's about what it what it is. I don't even know what it is. I did some research online and I still have no idea what it is, so why don't you tell me what it is that what the show is and why you think I'm gonna like it.
0: It's a sketch comedy show, sort of in the vein of SNL, but for kids.
1: Okay. So but it was on Nickelodeon, right? It was. So Around the same time All That was on, so what separates it from All That? Because I'm very familiar with All That, and I loved All That.
0: It had a lot more music, it had dance numbers, and it was just a little bit more interesting, fast-paced, and edgy.
1: Okay, so I really have no idea what it is. So are there any people on the show that I would recognize? I don't think so. Huh.
0: I don't distinctly remember... Any specific character. So like all that had, it had some specific characters who actually spawned some spin-off shows. It had uh, spawned like Amanda Bynes and... <laughs> Keenan Thompson. Right. So th- there's some people who like had a chance at legitimate careers coming out of that show because they really built up these characters. Whereas Roundhouse had a few like long running character types, but it was very much an ensemble in that it ran more like a live show would. So it was kind of like watching um a really good school play. <laughs> I was mean, like that doesn't make it sound good. It, it No, it doesn't. <laughs> it was very much like watching um like three it's like a multi cam of an actual theater production.
1: Huh. I have no idea what to expect. I think we should just watch it.
0: Yeah. And roll the credits. Whenever that gets me so down, I know I can go down. Down to down, down to down.
1: I can't hope I never end. end.
0: As long as the music keeps playing, you know what I'm saying. I know that I can find a friend. All right, we're back from watching Roundhouse, which Mike hated and made very clear the entire time we watched it. I I want to say that I hated it. I think this
1: is definitely a show that, like you and en- I, I can see that you enjoyed it. You were laughing. We were throughout. like
0: three seconds in. You're like, ugh.
1: Well, it's just the production. It was very, very 90s. Very 90s. No, the
0: production value was great. The problem is that it's hard to find That's good true. quality.
1: It took online. So we. We went through every avenue we could to try to find episodes. We went through Amazon. We looked on Netflix. We looked on Crackle. We looked on voodoo. We looked on everything. And we found one person on, I think it was Daily Motion, that (laughs) uploaded just random episodes. Like
0: we're probably going to get viruses on our computer.
1: Well, it's Daily Motion. I think we're fine. (laughs) But the quality was really weird. So we wanted to try to watch episodes from multiple seasons. But everything from any season that wasn't season one was inaudible super blurry so we watched three episodes from season one so we watched a uh, i think the first one was on family right the new kid in sports so there one thing that i I wasn't expecting so you told me it was like a sketch show and i thought it was gonna be like all that snl where it was just a bunch of random sketches one of the things i thought was interesting about it was even though it was a bunch of random sketches they all kind of had a theme
0: yeah they were tied into a central theme and it was kind of like a it, it wasn't really heavy on morals but it was kind of like a warm fuzzy um make you feel better about life kind of lesson
1: i i can see that's so like the first i i did kind of roll my eyes on the first episode we watched the family one and like it starts off with a like announcer broadcast like guy and he's like you can get rid of a cheap neighbor or a cheap boyfriend and it's like oh we're gonna go to the movies again and then it's like you can get rid of an awful neighbor but you can't get rid of family and then it did like stereotypical dad stereotypical uh, stereotypical mom brother sister and all that stuff and then the grandma and it kind of was like this is kind of corny but the the dad was a reoccurring character in all three right. episodes and yeah. the mom too so the same it's it's one big cast of I have no idea how many people were actually on it. Would you, how many would you say conservatively were on there? Mm,
0: probably about 15.
1: And there was so there were lots of there was a lot of dancing. There was a lot more music and dancing than I thought. I'd say it's pretty evenly split between music and sketch.
0: Right. It's a lot more like In Living Color than anything else.
1: So I, And it makes a lot of sense. So after we watched the three episodes, I went on IMDb and looked it up a little bit and the guy who created it was actually one of the writers for In Living Color. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes sense. Only four people, only 19 people put this on IMDb under, like gave themselves credit on IMDb and only four people are have a photo? Right. Unfortunately, one of them passed.
0: Right. Here's why. So, IMDb um you only get an IMDb page as an actor if someone with an IMDb Pro account creates that page for you by crediting you on a project. So, a lot of these people like the dancing, it, of course it's very 90s. It's not as dated as a lot of other 90s dance routines that you see on other shows from the 90s they're pretty solid dance moves and it's because they're all really legitimately talented dancers on the show people
1: dance for like michael jackson and paula abdul like
0: yeah paula abdul michael jackson like all of those huge numbers from like the late 80s early 90s a lot of these dancers went on to do so it makes sense to me that you know, this show was on before IMDb existed, like before right. the internet was really a yeah. thing. And so at that point, they had probably kind of like honed their careers into more like dance related stuff and probably touring with musicians. So they could legitimately have like really excellent careers in that field, but they don't really have an acting, acting. internet presence.
1: Right? There are certain things that I th- think this did really well, and there were certain things I, I think this was definitely a show you needed to watch as a kid to be able to appreciate as an adult. There were a couple jokes in each episode that I kind of like chuckled at. Right. But I was really impressed with, I, I think the kid that's in most of the sketches is the kid who, who passed away at like 26 years old. Right. Um. I think his name was Dominic something. Dominic Lucero. Yes. He is in almost every single sketch. And he
0: was in Newsies. So that's something that yeah. I have actually seen him in.
1: And he was he was one of the lead dancers for Michael Jackson before the show. Crazy. So he is in every single sketch. He's
0: in every dance and number. He's in,
1: and he's like front row center in every single dance number. Right. And so one of the things I was impressed with is this does not seem like it seems like it's a solid 24 minutes of no cuts, no breaks.
0: It really does. Only and for commercial breaks.
1: But even that, it looks like there wasn't full things because at the break, when they would go to a commercial and when it would come back, you'd see people dancing. Right. So there would be a couple dancers, like only two or three people dancing. So like the main people can get like a minute or two rest. But this kid was in every dance move and he was doing crazy dances. He was in every sketch. and I'm like when did this kid get a chance to breathe on this show? No,
0: and like you see them like in some cases they're coming straight out of an intense dance number and they're like trying to catch their breath still halfway through the next sketch.
1: And they're also pulling their own sets. Yeah. So these the sets are on like- The stage is round. Yeah, it's on a round stage and then they're all on like, there's like three platforms that are on like- Rollers. Like rollers that they roll around themselves. And so that was something I was really impressed with like, the choreography had to be really tight. Their timing had to be good. Everyone on the cameras had to know exactly where they're going to be and when.
0: Right. I remember maybe this is from later seasons, but I think the stage actually like rotates in other seasons, which makes it a lot easier to transition from one set to another cuz you the, right. literally you can just turn it around and you have a whole different set. Right. So I think this might be cuz we only watched season 1. They were still rolling, things, rolling around things around on their own.
1: But that was something I was really impressed with. Like, like whenever they're done with the intro theme, right. you see them all pull out the the, the sets. And then yeah. throughout, you see maybe a couple of guys in like black t-shirts who will go and push off smaller things while people are dancing or in the middle of a thing. But for the most part, all the actors are doing all the sets. Too. Yeah,
0: it seemed like it legitimately looks like it's a live to tape show with you know three cameras and the live audience it, it seems like they rehearsed this whole thing probably for the week prior and then just ran the show the same way you would a a play right because you can tell very distinctly um i mean like on multicam shows they they record from the three cameras and the director is uh you know telling the switch or switchboard which camera they're um recording from so not the switch, my no no gross. no no no
1: no 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 no. I was just thinking when you were saying like which cameras they use. There was an episode that we watched where clearly they had an issue with the cameras. Right, right.
0: right. Anyway, <laughs> so so when you're watching a multicam show, something like Big Bang Theory, um, when they switch between camera angles, that's the same take. Right whereas on any other regular traditional tv show like something like glee for instance um what they're doing between takes is they're doing multi multiple camera setups where they'll move the camera they'll do a wide shot then they'll do a two shot if there are two characters they'll they'll get both of them in frame then they'll do an over the shoulder shot then they'll do close ups and for each of those they're moving lights they're moving sometimes the actors they're moving pieces of the set they're cheating shots and Going from the close-up shot to the wide shot, those takes were not happening at the same time. They were probably happening, you know, maybe an hour apart. Um, They're just running the scene over and over. Whereas with multicam, what you see from shot to shot is all the same the same legitimate take. And you can tell that that's how this was run because things are slightly out of place from one shot to the next but they're out of place in the exact same way.
1: And you also see the other cameras <laughs> periodically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's really different from how most um most stuff this dance intense and music heavy run on TV. And so it, it's really ambitious and kind of impressive in that respect.
1: I I agree. So while I didn't necessarily love all the content, like I can't imagine being on a show like that. And no. Like, it was pretty crazy. Like, I have a lot of respect for those actors doing all that and going from... Like, there's this one kid who's kind of, like, he's kind of funny looking. He's, like, one of the main hosts, I guess. Like, he does a lot of the, the background narration. The guy with,
0: like, the gap teeth? Yes,
1: him. Um, I actually thought for a second he might be, like, a young Paul Shear.
0: Dudinsky? Is that the Dudinsky?
1: I have no idea. But he... There's an episode where he goes... From doing like sketch, 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 dance, sketch, and then he has to go just like singing, and you can tell he's kinda like tired and yeah. a little uncomfortable. But he, he does it. So overall, I'd say like it is an ambitious way to do a show, and I gotta give kudos to that. Right. And then there were a few jokes that did land for me. So like, do you wanna go through the episodes and hit the highlights?
0: So um the first one that we watched, uh Family. Family the the whole premise of it was kind of like this is your family like it or not and uh you should appreciate them um there was definitely like a really bad bill cosby that impersonation was really bad. <laughs> like spectacular and what i liked about this show was that it took the parts of sketch comedy that are always really awkward that you that you just kind of excuse and it it called them out and, and there was made it funny pop because culture stuff there was a too. lot of pop culture stuff um, but you know that's just kind of something like there are so many shows that we've watched that there are these relics of Bill Cosby where right. whereas he's been exiled from yeah. society and it's, it's so weird to think back in how much stuff he was in back in the day um, but there were, there were some jokes that I thought it was interesting that even though you can tell it's like a live to tape if the joke didn't land they didn't add laugh track to make it funny they just moved on like you do on snl
1: but you you have to one of the jokes that landed for me in the first one uh with the family one is they do like the this is your older sister this is your older brother and then they do a song and the dad starts singing and then the mom starts singing and then she says something i don't know what the actual rhyme was but then she goes you're gonna make the mom's gonna say the word bitch and then she stops so she goes something, something, rich, something, something, it all rhymes, yeah. and then you make, it sounds like she's going to say that, and she stops and says, you're going to make me a difficult person, and everything was <laughs> like, it's so dumb, but I laughed at that.
0: Well, and what's funny is, like, the things that this show talks about are things that are not super relevant to us watching it as adults, but thinking back on watching it as a kid, like, that it spoke to my soul.
1: Well, I, like, I get it.
0: One whole sketch in the first episode revolves around the dad, like, tracking down the perpetrators of his pet peeves, like
1: leading things, the lights on. Yeah,
0: leaving the lights on. Like dad we, net. We all had a parent who would like hunt us down and be like, Who left the hallway light on? Like right. all of us. Who touched the thermostat? And just like talked about these aspects of being a kid that, you know, it I kind of forgot about, honestly. Or
1: having siblings, like the one sibling had this sympathizer keyboard with had <laughs> like parent sounds and then it came with twenty five elements like fake broken lens paste on your chicken box and it says if you can't get love, settle for pity. Right. And I was like, that's dark.
0: <laughs> Middle child. And yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the other thing I did like on that episode was um, there was like a fake infomercial. They did this in all three episodes where they had a big, obviously just a big piece of cardboard that they cut out in the shape of like a TV frame. They would like sit in it, pretend to be doing commercials. And they had like a PSA for hand-me-down syndrome. And it's like they'd give the shirt off their backs not to have to wear one off of somebody else's right? kind of thing. I was like, that's kind of clever. Like there was some good wordplay. Isn't that
0: interesting, though? It's like there are so many aspects of being a kid that we kind of forget about. Like back in the day, hand-me-downs were just, you know, a part of life. These days, kids don't wear hand-me-downs that often compared to when we were growing up one because all the clothing these days is manufactured in china and it falls apart after three wearings but two like clothes were like three times as expensive when you compare them to wages
1: i yeah back then clothing i remember when i was in like fifth sixth grade i really wanted what were they called no rules
0: yeah yeah
1: and those were like $20 for like a kid's t-shirt.
0: Everyone wanted bands. Yeah. I, it didn't always happen.
1: So I was lucky. I'm the oldest, so I didn't really have too many hand-me-downs. I only
0: had hand-me-downs.
1: I had a few things for my cousin Steven, but my cousin Steven was much bigger than me. Yeah. So I really couldn't really ever wear any of his stuff just because he was always like wider than me and taller, so... I got lucky. I didn't have a lot of hand-me-downs, but I did wear, no, you know,
0: stuff. I got it all. Stuff. I was the youngest of three girls, and I had cousins, Sasha and Adriana, who would send us hand-me-downs. That's
1: funny. Yeah. You had no hope.
0: That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, even prom dresses. Like, it would be unimaginable to ask a girl to wear, like, a hand-me-down prom dress unless it was coveted. But, right. Like, she really wanted it from, you know, a sibling or something. But back in the day, like, that was just part of life, you know? Weird. Yeah, I got, like, of And, like, kids used to have to, like, save up for stuff they really wanted, and sometimes it would take them all year, whereas these days, there's a lot more, like, instant gratification. Well,
1: things you even go into Target, and, like, Target clothing is a lot... I feel like it's a lot cheaper than it was when we were growing up. Yeah,
0: yeah way cheaper.
1: Um, But we're in a... Like you mentioned earlier, like, we're in a disposable clothing era. Yeah. Like, people will literally go... To, like, Forever 21 to buy a shirt for one night.
0: Right. And, like, toys don't last like they used to. It it sounds weird to be that person, but, like, things aren't built the way they used no, to be, I, even for our generation. I look
1: down the toy aisle every once in a while at Target and, like, look at the action figures that I had as a kid, and not just because of that nostalgia factor, but they were made better. They had, like, articulation. Like, toys now don't even, like, move. Right. So that's weird yeah, I it,
0: pity children
1: it did definitely make you think about your childhood in this yeah, episode yeah a lot uh, so the sports one or new kid new kid was the next new one new kid I, was the
0: second episode we watched
1: that one was alright I did like I like kept referring to like new kids on the block anytime someone said the new kid you'd see like people in the background oh 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 oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: and instead of MTV it was MTV I laughed TV, really, I laughed, really I actually laughed really at hard that hard too so
1: E-M-P-T-Y V <laughs> It was stupid, but I laughed at that. <laughs>
0: but this was like the age of MTV. I mean, MTV Network spawned Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah. So well, they could MTV do that. was still doing music videos. I mean, I got really into TRL in sixth grade, which was in like 2000.
0: TRL was the best. Weren't they going to bring that back?
1: I think they did, but we don't Kids have cable, days, <laughs> so we don't know. It Kids actually. these
0: days don't know a good thing. They don't know a good thing. Oh man.
1: I did like, they talked about the American family and the new kid, and it's like 2.5 children, and like half there was like a cardboard cutout of a kid cut in half. <laughs>
0: half a child. So there's
1: little stupid jokes like that. There where are a like, lot
0: of things where if you're paying attention, they're really funny, and they're like half second jokes, and they're just like one after the other. It's, so it's solid sketch comedy. It's
1: literally a joke every like five or six seconds. Yeah. um So there are a lot of little ones that I, I'm sure I missed as I was taking notes. But like this, this episode, I, I actually think I liked the family episode better. Like there were a few gags in this one that I liked where at two different points in the episode, people who were newer than the new kid were like, oh, you're the new kid? Right. Ew. <laughs> and kind of thing it was just like, it's stupid, but I'm kind of like, I get it. Like that's how people actually kind of are.
0: This episode had this random bit that they did where the cameras were doing really awkward framing and intense close-ups and kind and of it like kept moving. and shaking around and we we're like what is going on with this i think it might have started out as an accident and they just ran Red with it. it but
1: then an act one of the actors referred to it right
0: and then like then in the stops. middle of it an actor's like can you stop doing that and then the cameras straighten out yeah and they make no other reference to it the and rest just of the, the episode
1: edit the can you stop that part? like out of the episode But I guess it's No, no, no. I
0: I think there was like a camera problem and so they just decided to exaggerate it it. and address it that way.
1: Yeah, but it's funny, like the kid or the actor definitely acknowledged it yeah it's weird that they didn't like edit that out but i think it'd be kind of hard to edit anything out of the show because there's always stuff going on in the background and
0: if that wasn't what happened i just don't understand what that joke was i don't know super weird super random maybe
1: there was maybe it was relevant to something that happened on live tv at some point somewhere and i have no idea a reference that went over our heads there were
0: a lot of dance routines in this episode
1: this one and then the sports one was like every like every 30 seconds there was a new new one yeah
0: it was pretty crazy and you know like they were good there weren't any dance routines that i looked at and thought that they were bad like they were were all different right even though they were dated because mostly because of the clothes and the music like the skill that these dancers had made it look good and it still looks good I
1: i agree the dancing was pretty solid like we obviously have more sophisticated dancing now, depending on the artist.
0: I mean, but, we have a style.
1: But the the stuff was good. Like, you, it definitely looked well rehearsed. Like, everybody did a good job. Like, we were at Universal Studios. We've been to Universal Studios three times in the last, like, three or four weeks. <laughs> and you see the Durmstrag students doing, like, their stick stuff. And then you see, oh, I can't remember what the school the girls are from.
0: Bobatons. Bobatons.
1: We were there, and, like, they were off. Yeah, like the dancing on this was better than you know Universal Studios putting on their little Harry Potter dance shows. So you know that's something that this that's something that I mean this is that than. really
0: setting the bar? <laughs> that's true, I guess. Because frogs. <laughs> oh God, the singing frogs are the worst. Um,
1: the show said crap a lot.
0: They did say crap a lot,
1: and that's another reason I know I didn't watch this because I remember when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, and Hey Arnold said crap like Helga. This is like talking Ardle, like the two bullies beat the crap out of each other. I was like,
0: <gasps> they say crap a lot in that show, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, I feel like crap kind of disappeared from kids' TV for whatever reason, and yet I, kids are like making porn on Instagram. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> like childhood is way different now.
1: They made fun of Polly Shore on this one, too. They did, they Polly Shore and Paul Simon, they called it Polly Simon.
0: Oh, and uh, well, there's another mashup in the next episode. Um, but this episode did a lot of like the calling out sketch comedy tropes. Um there's this one exchange where one person says, feel like talking about it? No. Feel like singing about it? I thought you'd never ask. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and this is the one where that kid, like, clearly didn't really want to be singing. Like he looked really awkward the whole right. time. Right. Like
0: there was no good way to make that transition from the sketch to the musical number so they just made it super awkward and we're like this is how awkward sketch comedy is
1: well the thing that was weird about it was he was standing in the middle of the giant stage by himself but the girl he was singing to who was also singing back went and sat with a crowd of girls so it was right. like she had something new they all had their arms around him he's just like standing by himself
0: yeah it was super it was awkward really weird. i think that might just be his face though
1: yeah he is a little awkward looking
0: so the the third episode started out really strong that was my favorite one with um We all know how expensive Air Jordans are. They have always been ridiculously expensive.
1: Share Jordans. And
0: they just like dig into it with this episode. They call them Share Jordans where they're so expensive that you have to start a payment plan and you have to split the shoes with a friend. So they have
1: like they're tied together. One person was the right foot. One person was the left foot. (laughs) They're the overpriced shoe of the generation. Nice. And then they did a...
0: Paul Abdul Jabbar.
1: That was really funny. It was bizarre. That was weird. It
0: was like a ten-second sketch, and it was super
1: weird. I, for a second, I thought that was uh Rosario Dawson on top.
0: Oh, kind of it did was, look like but her, but it wasn't her. I looked. No.
1: Um, I like what they said. They said the officially genetically mutated man woman of the U.S. Olympic team.
0: <laughs>
1: I actually liked this episode quite a bit. They had an like inflatable boob sketch.
0: Which was funny, because this episode, I think, had the most moments that were just pure, like, WTF. Like, what, what, why are they doing this? But they
1: stuck with the theme, and they kept going, like, every time there was a joke, it would be, like, the official whatever, and they would right. just go with it. But, like, there was a girl who had, like, inflatable, like, a inflatable bra, and then a boy is like, that's awesome. Do they make it for men? And they all crouch and, like, point at his <laughs> groin. And I was like, what? They
0: just go for it.
1: And then they had the chair Jordans the official no activity shoe they put 90210 on blast
0: they did
1: i don't even remember how it came up like
0: jock itch they did like a jock they did a jock
1: itch thing and then they're like 90210 the official pointless overacted teenage show of the olympic team (laughs) but this one was kind of funny and this one had like the most dancing numbers like Literally, they would go thirty seconds of sketch and then a minute dance and then thirty seconds of sketch and then a minute dance. It's funny
0: that you like this one the most because I thought this was like the weakest of the three that we watched.
1: Maybe I like it the most because it was the most recent one we watched right before recording. Like we literally watched it and started recording.
0: Right. (laughs) I mean, it was just it was bizarre and it's weird. Like there are so many aspects of this that you watch it and you're like. What? I'm not sure that that worked, but it's fun to watch because it's so raw. It's nice and refreshing to see a show where they don't edit out all the it's awkward not polished. parts. It's not polished. There are jokes that don't land, and they just keep going.
1: I think what I liked about this episode is I think the pacing was more consistent. Like I think all the other episodes had like waves where really high intensity, and then it kind of slowed down, and then high intensity, and then it slowed down. I don't feel like this one. I think. I feel like this one was all rise. Hmm. Like, it didn't stop. And I, I felt like it was. What I felt was like
0: the moral lesson from this episode?
1: The I think the moral part was uh, saying that girls can do sports too. Because the dad kept trying to act like his daughter shouldn't be playing sports, and the daughter uh, really okay. wanted to.
0: Yeah, see, I totally uh, missed that.
1: So, yeah, there was the daughter who wanted to play baseball, and they're like, you can't. So then she joined track, and like the whole episode, the brother. That's when the 902 and, oh, thing came up is the brother's like, oh, watch TV with me. She's like, no, I got to keep practicing. I want to be the best. And then like the dad's like, hey, let's go shopping. And she's like, no, I need to keep practicing. So it was like girls can play sports. right? And then they picked one that's not really, I mean, it's a sport, but it's like the one that is just running as opposed to like she wanted to play baseball or basketball, but she got to do running.
0: Hey, hey, don't knock track. Oh, no, it's
1: not that it's a bad thing, but it's like she really (laughs) wanted to do these ones, and then she got second place, and the dad's like, do better next time. But I feel like running's like, I'm not a good runner, but I feel like it would have been nice if she did baseball or basketball, because the brother sucked at baseball, and it's like she did softball, and was like really good at it. Right. I think it would have been a little bit more.
0: Yeah. I mean, this episode had a lot of sketches that were just kind of like calling out pretty common childhood experiences right. like we getting
1: picked last
0: we all had that friend whose dad coached the softball team who was a freaking psychopath and pushed his child like way beyond what's reasonable or ethical right <laughs> and they like did a sketch about that
1: <laughs> that was weird
0: i mean I I would love to actually watch more of these, not necessarily because the show is, like, fantastic. I think it's good, it's entertaining, it's solid, but what I like most about it was that even though I don't remember any of these individual sketches, like, I did not remember a single thing that we watched, but it makes me remember parts of my childhood that I completely forgot about, which is weird, because, I mean, like, I'm 30, it's not that old. (laughs)
1: um i get what you're saying so would you say childhood ruined or do you think it held up for you
0: i think it's completely different from what i remember i thought it was going to be a lot more like all that i thought it was going to be goofier and quirkier i didn't remember the cast being like all 30 year olds that was a little weird (laughs) yeah
1: they were all like late 20s early 30s some right. of them looked like they were pushing forty. Like one of them looked like Billy Credit.
0: Right. Like I looked them up, and I think they were legitimately all like early twenties. But for some reason, in the nineties, like twenty year olds looked a lot older, and just because of the I way they the did way their they hair dress and their and, yeah. makeup and their clothing. Um. Yeah. So the cast was a lot older than I remembered. Like there were no kids in this. No, cast. this wasn't like all that. No all teenagers that had, like, whatsoever. It was basically like in living color, but made. For adolescents.
1: Adolescents. Yeah, I'd say that makes sense. So ruined your childhood or no?
0: No, no. I think I, I really like it and it's enjoyable to watch. It's entertaining, but you do actually have to pay attention. You do. Which I like. You know, it's nice to have something where you have to actually just like sit back and watch it. You can't be, you know, playing Tetris on your phone or doing whatever, like folding laundry. You actually have to watch it. Because if you don't watch it, you miss all the best funny parts.
1: Well, each sketch comes back in the episode, so if you, something they say at the beginning of the episode comes back multiple times. So you really do have to pay attention from beginning to end. Right. Um,
0: I would be curious to see how it changes from season one through. Was like five seasons? No, there was only
1: three seasons.
0: Oh well, three seasons. Fine then.
1: Or four, three or four. I'll double check.
0: I'd be interested to see like how it changes throughout the seasons, but you know, it's one of those shows that kind of like got lost to time, and there are so many things that we watched as kids that you can't find them anywhere, and this one was really difficult to find, and we only got season one episodes. Yeah, so there was
1: four seasons, fifty-two episodes total. It mm-hmm. ran from ninety-two
0: to ninety-five.
1: Dang. Um. So for me, obviously, I've never seen this before initially there was a lot of groaning and eye rolling but there was legitimately some moments that i enjoyed i didn't like the family episode all that much like there were a couple jokes in there that landed i liked the new kid one a little bit better than that. i like the sports one i think i needed to be eased into the show right it's also not what i expected based off your your initial description like i was expecting something <laughs> more along the lines like all that like yeah it is it's nothing like all that but then once i realized that it was like living in living color i kind of got on board a little bit with it i'm not really like a music person i wasn't really into musical stuff as a kid and then as you know i've never really been into musicals until so, like greatest showman i loved for mm-hmm. whatever reason i mean it's a great movie but that one kind of clicked so i don't know like i didn't love it and i think talking about it on the podcast as we're recording, I kinda got a little bit more of appreciation just talking about it. Yeah. While watching it, I wasn't super into it, but kinda talking about it, I'm kinda liking it a little bit more. Like once we kinda dissected and realized like how much work they put into it. Right. I kind of appreciated it a little bit more.
0: You know what's interesting is it kinda like made me remember that being able to dance was like a really sexy thing in the (laughs) nineties. Like any like any of the hottest guys Knew how to dance. And like these days, it's definitely not a thing. But back then, it was pretty universal.
1: Dancing nowadays is just like grinding.
0: Right. So, you know, it's interesting to see a show where like dancing was such a huge part of the formula.
1: Right. Because like you had all the night, like the boy bands dance, you know, the kids on the Black, Backstreet Boys, Usher. Yeah. And they all had to dance.
0: Right. And now if you are, you know, a a male artist and you're dancing in a video, like it's kind of weird. Yeah. For most of them. Yeah,
1: I agree. (laughs) Um, So overall for me, I didn't love it. I know you said I hated it earlier. I I wouldn't say I hated it. I'd say there was some indifference, but some respect. Right. I think that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) All right. So Katrina, Yes. what are we watching for our next episode?
0: Jurassic Park.
1: Hold on to your butts. (laughs) Do you remember who says that? <laughs> no, Samuel Jackson. Oh, um, I'm really excited. He's in
0: Jurassic Park. He's
1: in Jurassic Park.
0: How did I completely forget? I, I think I'm just so like overwhelmed by the Goldblum that nothing and it's else. It's been is,
1: 25 years since this movie came out.
0: Nothing else matters but that sexy, <laughs> sexy, sexy Jeff Goldblum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's pretty good.
0: He's gotten a lot better with age. You should, he's a hot older dude.
1: You should watch him in the fly. You see his buns.
0: Oh, I'm there.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so where can our listeners find you?
0: I'm all over the internet at Katrinaocity.
1: And you can check us out at mdxpods.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mdxpods. you. If you want to, we're also on that weird Vero app. Once again, who cares? Nobody's really on it. No. and I, I guess it's owned by like some Saudi prince or something like that. Mm, it's weird, is. yeah, um you can support the show on patreon.com dot slash m d x pods. We put these episodes on there early, plus we have some extra rewards, so check it out there use
0: check our it. audible link, guys. It audible. helps us out when you use our audible link
1: audible trial.com dot slash m d x pods It's in the episode description every episode. Get a free book.
0: we get a little kickback.
1: You can cancel it and keep the book at any time. Well, we you, get can, you can always keep back. the book, but you can cancel it any time and keep the book. And we yeah, get we get back. we get a kickback. We kick get a kickback. Kickback. Snack dick. Snack dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I think I hit all the plugs. Did we hit all the plugs? We hit all the plugs. All right. Thanks for listening, fools.
0: Thank you.